Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. We're going to be moving on. Um, Megan Atchison, who's a registered dietitian at Thrive L&M Dietitians, um, is joining us today. Uh, Megan's going to be talking about five ways to live a healthy lifestyle. Um, Megan is a registered dietitian and she focuses specifically in oncology. Um, And she's quite a plant-centric foodie. And she promotes a nourishing approach to health and wellness using evidence-based research and guidelines only. So we're going to talk about these five ways to live a healthy lifestyle because I love them. They're a holistic way and a very healthy approach to living. And um, then we're also just going to um, see what happens when you are going for chemotherapy, for example. Um, is there something you should be avoiding? Is it is there something you should eat in the morning before, the day, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll see if Megan's got any information she can share with us. So, Megan, welcome. Um, lovely to have you on the show. Are you well? Hi, Nikki. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm very well, thank you. And how are you doing today? Yeah, very, very well, thank you. Um, I'm looking forward to discussing the five ways to live a healthy lifestyle because I love um, that it's this holistic approach. You know, we're talking about a whole lot of things, not just eating. But before we get there, Megan, um, for those people who are listening um, and who go for, um, you know, they're going for different treatments and I'd like to specifically look at chemotherapy. We can look at other treatments as well if you want to because I know that you do specialize in, in oncology. Um, and there's so much to be said about diet. There's so much to to be said about how you feel and what I've learned and I'm an absolute novice but what I have learned on this show is that when people go for chemotherapy so often you know they they particular um, side effects but people are affected in different ways so I'd love to know the role that food eating can play um, and if there's certain foods that people should be avoiding or eating more of from your experience Megan. No, that's a very good question, Nikki. And I think when it comes to diet and nutrition, there is so much misinformation out there. I mean, everyone, you know, will give you their opinion on what you should be eating, what you should be avoiding. So it is very important to try and stick to, like you mentioned earlier, evidence-based guidelines. So generally, what we what we look at is we look at the individual. So when I first see a patient, maybe it's prior to starting chemo or radiation, we kind of look at them as a, a holistic person. So we look at any medical conditions that they have, and maybe they've already started treatment, so they've already started with certain side effects, so we need to obviously look at managing those. And then we also try to make it as easy as possible for patients to, to follow because there is just there's so much that they they need to keep in mind, you know, they in terms of foodborne illnesses that, you know, may arise. So mm-hmm. we try to make sure that we teach them the types of foods that they should be avoiding. And it's not the typical foods like sugar that most people are told to avoid or, you know, that they can't eat a biscuit or a cake here and there. In fact, a lot of patients who have nausea the ginger biscuits tend to help them quite a lot. So it's very, it's not restrictive. We do try to make it very wholesome and holistic for them. But in general, when it comes to the foods they need to steer clear of, um, it's things that are maybe raw, so raw fish, um, sushi, soft cooked eggs, 
maybe mayonnaise that's made with, you know, uncooked eggs, those type of foods. And then also we try and educate the patients around trying to wash all their fruits and vegetables, making sure they're looking at the cell by date um, so that they don't have any foods after that that may affect their immune system. Because we really, we see a lot of patients and their immune system does struggle quite a lot um, often during chemotherapy. So that's something we look at usually first is the foods they need to stay away from. And then when we look at their foods that they, they need to try and include, and it's, it mainly comes down to a very balanced diet. So we try to focus a lot on protein because cancer patients generally lose a lot of muscle during treatment. They also have a lot of side effects that you know, make them nauseous, they lose their taste. So they tend to not go for a lot of the foods with protein. So we try to educate them on easy, nutrient-dense meals that are very protein-rich. So those are the type of things we start to start to talk about in that first session. I don't know if you want me to maybe talk about some ideas that we would usually give prior to. Yes, Megan. Yes, that'll be be a great idea. So generally, um, when a patient first starts chemotherapy, um, we would recommend that they have a very wholesome, balanced breakfast that has got a balance of the food group. So a bit of protein, a bit of a whole grain carb, a bit of a healthy fat um, for sustained energy throughout the day of either chemotherapy or radiation. Um, So, for example, something like an egg with avo on some sourdough or whole wheat bread would be a great start uh, to the day. Or peanut butter with a little bit of banana, cinnamon on a slice of low GI toast also really helps a lot with the energy levels throughout the chemo day. Um, But if you're not... Yes, yes. Megan, we, we're gonna we're gonna stop for a, an ad break. I just want to ask, uh, I'll, I'll, and I'd love to continue with these ideas because I think it's such a great idea. Um, also, for the person who's not hungry, um, who's okay. lost their appetite, and they have to then go for for chemotherapy. So, if you can, yeah, stay with that. Yeah. I, I'm loving where we're going with this. Quick break. We'll be right back. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. Welcome back to the show. I have Megan Atchison, who's a registered dietitian. Um, she's got Thrive at LM Dietitians, um, and um, she focuses specifically in oncology. And we're just busy talking about Megan's been sharing some foods to stay away from. And so interesting um, because we have had people before who always talk about stay away from sugar and sugar feeds cancer. And Megan's actually saying rather stay away from raw foods like raw fish and sushi and um, cook eggs that haven't been cooked properly. And look at the cell by date. So, so Megan's talking about, you know, the immune system, supporting the immune system. You don't want to put anything in your system um, that that can um, harm the immune system or take uh, you know a, a lot of energy away from that immune system, and then talking about a balanced diet, just looking at a balanced diet. So Megan, just before the break, started to talk about some ideas for if you are going for chemotherapy, this balanced breakfast, and her focus, which I love, is about having energy. That's why you're doing it so that you have energy, so you can go into this treatment feeling okay. Um, so Megan, please continue continue with with those ideas. Perfect. Thanks, Mickey. So in terms of the patient that comes in that has no appetite or has taste changes, um, severe nausea, maybe even a bit of vomiting, 
generally what we try and do is we try and prescribe an oncology specific drink, which you can get from different companies. Um, for example, one is called Fortiqare by Nutrisha. Um, so those options are available at Discam. You don't need a script for them, or you can get it from any pharmacy, maybe um, opposite your oncology practice. You can get your oncology drinks there. And they're quite nice because they're very small volume, about 125 mils, and they've got protein, carbs, fat, vitamins, minerals, so everything in that small 125 mil bottle. So what often happens is I actually motivate um, to medical aid if a patient is on medical aid. Um, and often for my, you know, my patients who have maybe head and neck cancers or colorectal cancers, those are the ones that usually suffer the most with weight loss and loss of appetite. So those are the ones that usually do get approved via medical aid. Or if a patient wants to go and buy them, they're more than welcome to do that. Or if it is unaffordable, we also look at maybe homemade type smoothies where maybe we put a, um, maybe we recommend a little bit of peanut butter, maybe some oats, maybe a banana or some berries, something like that, just to get sort of a fluid in for the patients because fluids are also very important for them to consume. And um, so we look at those type of options. We find that liquids go down a lot better when there is nausea or there is vomiting or loss of appetite. So those are some of the ideas that we would usually give patients when they are struggling with eating. Thank you, Megan. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, yes, yeah, so carrying on with some of those ideas, you spoke about mm -hmm. that wonderful balanced breakfast, um, which is great. Please continue with some ideas. So some other breakfasts that we also recommend, Nikki, is something like a jungle oats, which is also high fiber. A lot of our patients suffer with either diarrhea or constipation. So jungle oats is very high in soluble fiber. And then we maybe add a bit of chia seeds, flax seeds. Some patients might add a bit of a protein powder to it just to try and up their energy levels for the day. And then we do also promote either a little bit of yogurt or some milk to add to that. Um, again, that also comes up quite a lot as something that patients tend to get told that they shouldn't have is dairy or, for example, breast cancer. And there is still currently no evidence that patients should be avoiding dairy, so we do still recommend that. And then maybe like a Future Life cereal or a Wheat Bix or a Pronutro, but again, it's adding the milk, adding the peanut butter, adding the seeds for sustained energy. We don't want them to get, let's say, a little bit of an energy spike and then it doesn't last the whole day throughout chemo. Um, but if we're also looking at other options, I do always tell my patients to take a little, like a lunchbox if they're going to chemo or radiation and to include a bottle of water or a protein bar, for example, a Future Life bar or a Jungle Oats protein bar, maybe even a, a cracker with some cheese or a cracker with peanut butter, maybe a couple of fruits in the lunchbox or some nuts. Just think that they can snack on throughout, you know, their chemo day or throughout their radiation day um, because it's often many hours and by the time they finish chemo, their energy is very depleted. They don't feel like cooking. They don't want to sit and eat. So we generally try and encourage them to get as much nutrition, energy and protein in the morning prior, as well as if they're sitting in the chemo chair, for example, making sure that nutrition is a priority in their day. Mm, mm. Um, thank, thank you, Megan. I think that's, I think you've given our, our listeners um, so much to work with. Um, 
I, I want to I want to move on because I think you've given us a great sense of balance, an idea that you're eating for energy um, and that you don't have to go mad and cut out a whole lot of things. There's a lot of um, sensible, it's a sensible approach, which really leads me to the five ways to live a healthy lifestyle. I think it would just be lovely to add that on top of the incredible um, input that you've given us so far. So when you talk about five ways to live a healthy lifestyle and we all want it um, you know we all want to feel vibrant and healthy and good and energetic in the morning and you've divided it up into and in eating is only one of of the five um, the five steps so maybe you can just um, explain that to the audience yeah sure so when I wrote that article for the oncology values magazine I try to also keep it as um, realistic as possible so we don't want to focus again just on diet. We want to make sure that we, again, focusing on the person holistically. So we want to look at an eating plan that is specific for a patient and for their needs. So we want to make sure that it is a plan that is sustainable. Um, it's a long-term eating plan where they don't have to restrict, you know, various types of foods, where they don't have to... Um, let's say, stop going out, you know, for with friends or for an occasion, because I often see a lot of patients in that diet mode. They don't want to go out. They don't want to go to restaurants. They don't want to socialize anymore. And that it does negatively impact the person. Maybe it impacts them more mentally. So we try to make sure that we are keeping them healthy physically and mentally. So looking at a, an 80-20 type diet. So 80% of the foods you're eating coming from whole foods, whole grains, again, looking at your proteins, your healthy fats, not cutting out carbs and starches altogether, which is quite a big trend at the moment. Um, so we definitely look at that 80-20% approach. Um, and we also find ways to include what patients like or what individuals enjoy. And we include that in their, their eating plan. So it's not necessarily a diet it's more a lifestyle plan and then we also look at things like sleep sleep is extremely important for a mm. person's mental and physical health i think it's often underrated how important sleep is and i mean i read an article the other day and it's showing us about 35 to 40 percent of people have um, sleep apnea without even knowing it yeah and <laughs> it is also affecting you know, it's affecting everyone's health. It can increase risk for diabetes and obesity. So getting about seven to eight hours a night, and it must be good quality sleep, is extremely important for your overall health. And I think in today's society, often it's, you know, just go, go, go. And we kind of let sleep, you know, sleep is not the most important factor in our lives anymore. But we're mm. seeing so much more benefits to people who actually sleep a good seven, eight hours a night. So mm. that is something we also look at when we educate on a sort of a healthy lifestyle. And then yeah. we also look at... Megan, we, we, we're going to take a quick ad break. Um, we're on sleep. We're going to take the quick ad break. I want to just add, you talk about the sleep apnea. I've just 
um, study breath work, which is quite fascinating. And so much of that sleep apnea is linked to mouth breathing. Yes. And uh, the aim is to, and it's it can be quite uncomfortable for a lot of people listening now, you know, just while you're listening, is your mouth open or closed? And yes. if you can change that habit during the day, then you start to, and some people even tape their mouths at night. And that certainly helps with sleep apnea. But yeah, sleep is so important. Quick break and we'll get back to number three. Stay with us. Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. Welcome back to the Dealing Show. I have Megan Atchison on the show. She's a registered dietitian. Talking about the five ways to live a healthy lifestyle. Megan was talking about a healthy eating plan. Um, and then she was talking about the importance of sleep. What's number three, Megan? So number three, Nikki, is finding a sustainable way to exercise as well as um, doing exercise that you enjoy. So not finding something that, you know, you absolutely hate that doesn't become a part of your everyday routine. It's finding something that brings you happiness, that will also boost your mood. It will also help with sleep um, and just improve your overall health. So you don't have to run for 30 minutes every single day. You can do a yoga class on YouTube at home or a dance class. So there are many different ways for us to move our bodies. And I think that's the most important thing is set realistic goals for yourself. If you are not active, start with five minutes of doing something you enjoy and build up on that so that it becomes a sustainable practice in your everyday life. Mm. That would be that would be the most important thing is to make it sustainable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Got to enjoy it. And number four? Number four would be looking at some meditation, which is something you also mentioned, Nikki, is, is meditation and breathing. So I think we as a society have forgotten the importance of breath. Um, so generally, yeah, we really have. So generally, I tell patients, if you can try five, ten minutes, just set aside in your diary or in your day just to focus on your breath. And a lot of we actually have become out of tune with our own breath and we don't realize how important it is in reducing the um, the stress hormones, um, just helping us to relax. It even will improve sleep. So they're all interconnected. Mm, yeah. Very, very important, the meditation, or even any type of um, breathing, breathing exercises. And again, it is something that can be um, a bit strange for people who have never done it before. But you, again, there are so many YouTube or apps that you can download that can guide you along this process. So true, so true, and I love that. And the last one? So the last one is a bit interesting. I, I did a um, how, to, how to be happier in everyday life course when it was COVID. I thought I wanted to just see what is, you know, how do people become happier? And they, it was very interesting. They said that practicing gratitude every day and writing down five things that you're grateful for can improve your happiness, which can also improve your overall health. And that's something I just, I really liked that last tip because I, I wanted it to be something that's maybe a bit out of the ordinary. It's not just the exercise and the sleep, it's being grateful for what you have in this life and that improves your happiness. And if we are happy, we are generally healthier. Mm, and I love that. And you know, so many people overlook it, Megan, because they think, eh, but, and, and when you start practicing it, it can actually be challenging sitting looking for five things. But when you do it on a regular basis, yeah. you actually start to feel a difference. The life really? starts to change 
because you cultivate this this lens of of gratitude i love that megan thank you so much thank you for coming onto the show for giving us this holistic way of looking at our health and our eating and our overall lifestyle and i think that you've given some of our um cancer warriors who are on the journey who are going for treatment some really great ideas um to you know to to think about and to eat and how to approach food when it comes to their treatment so thanks for that lovely lovely having you with us today thank you so much nikki i really appreciate it and i really hope it can help some of the listeners out there thank you so much go well megan megan atchison a registered dietitian on the dl link show